What's going on, everybody? I'm Jesse. That across from me is Jay, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Purcell. And that makes us Roots to Grooves. What's up? Roots to Grooves. Welcome along, everybody. Episode 113? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Nice. As usual, uh, every episode, we pick a new artist. We talk about their music, their discography, their creative approach, and their mindset. Sometimes we don't know who they are before one of us brings it up. Right. We each choose a different artist every week. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know who the artist is, never heard of them. Sometimes yep. I do have some background with them. Um, and then vice versa. Sometimes Jay doesn't know the artist that I bring up. Yeah. And we research them. We find yep. out about them as much as we can. And as one reviewer said, they might as well be in a coffee shop listening to some random focus conversation. Mm -hmm. That's one of our great reviews we got from Switzerland. Yes. Podcasts. One of the greatest <laughs> reviews we've gotten. That's exactly what we're going here for. As I said, if you, got, if you ain't got haters, you're not doing anything right. Mm -hmm. So thanks. Uh, yeah, so we're not the authority, but we're, we're here and we're musicians ourselves. I'm a drummer and we're both producers. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this week we are talking about a British artist called Mink. M-I-I-N-K. <clears throat> Mink. Yeah, very cool guy. Yeah. Got a distinctive hairstyle. Got yeah. like two braids or plates, I think maybe they call them. Here's a picture of him for our YouTube viewers yeah. right there. Yeah. Pretty fashionable guy. He is into yeah. Japanese fashion, I saw. I think he's done some modeling as well. He does. Some, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but first things first, he's yeah. trip hop. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's part of it, I think. Uh, he's been called all R&B, mm -hmm. pop R&B, which I thought was weird. Uh, uh, spacey, sort of electronic, but organic sounding yeah. electronic. Like space hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Pretty ethereal. Yeah. A lot of uh, falsetto vocals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pretty melodies yeah. over some, you know, kind of, you know, beat driven music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of samples. Yeah. Pretty, a lot of kind of dark sounding yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not super happy and poppy, no. but it's very introspective. Yeah. And uh, this is all basically engineered. Yeah. It seems like he even himself calls it like alone music. Yeah. Like it's meant to be like listened to and, and felt more than, you know, like experienced like a pop song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he even was talking about, at his concerts, like he wants everybody to be like still, yeah, and like feeling the music, yeah, not yeah. like a big dance party type vibe, not uh, crowd surfing, sweaty bros, yeah, sweaty what bros, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, he's taking this cool kind of different approach, and he's yeah. he seems like a pretty um, convicted character. Like yeah. he has these thoughts and he's opinionated, mm -hmm. and he has these things that he wants to create yeah. with music. Yeah. So he's done a lot of uh, producing before he was an artist. Mm -hmm. And so he, that's where he got a lot of skills yep. and uh, connections that now he's reaping the benefits, I, I, was, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, I just recently discovered him because I was checking out uh, the Uncle album. Um, I can't remember, the track's called Armoire. I can't remember what album it's from. It's from like one of their most recent ones in the last five yeah, years. Yeah, like 2019. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this track, we're going to play it a bit later, but uh, I was just like, oh, you know, who are these people? I, I've checked out Elliot Power before. We should actually do an episode on him. He's interesting, actually, because now he's like a filmmaker. He's doing like eye dents for like hmm. TV channels and 
nice. in the UK. Channel Four, crazy. Uh, yeah. Channel Four, tune in. Yeah, they they do some crazy like channel idents that are like almost like mini movies in themselves. Like Jonathan Glazer has done one. He's like done like some big movies in the past, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. But that was funny. Elliot Powell's doing that. Doesn't seem to be releasing too much music right now. But he's on this track uh, from Uncle Mink, and so I clicked through and I was like, okay, who's this guy? Listen to some of his first tracks that are on the Spotify page there, Yellow Dust. And I was like, wow, it's just like this stuff is so like in my, I like sad sounding mm-hmm. ethereal dark music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is right up uh, Jay's alley, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Which, like, and, and to say it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you know, depth, or I mean, I guess you'd say deep. Yeah, yeah. But the depth is good. Yeah. Um, like the lyrical content is good. The whole vibe that he's trying to create is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, yeah, it's awesome. And he pairs it really tightly with visuals. Yeah, yeah. And he has a lot of cool music videos. Yeah. Um, that he kind of, I think he produces himself, at yeah. least, you know, the ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of engineers that. So it's very cool. Definitely. It's a cool project. He has a couple albums out. Yeah, I think three or something. Three total and a bunch of singles. Um, yeah, there's some debate about whether you call these mixtapes or projects or whatever, but they're listed as albums and they're, they're long, you know, uh, yeah, good body of work on each of those kind of thing. Yeah. I got some, uh, some influences real quick. Yeah. So let's see. I think, I, I don't know what I, what I was reading. You said 50 cent yeah, was yeah. one of the biggest influences. Which is interesting. Like I wanted to put that one at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't. I would never have guessed that in a million years. No. But uh, 50 Cent is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Seems like, and he's doing his thing yeah, yeah. on the Super Bowl halftime show a few years ago. Did he do that? I didn't yeah. see that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when they did the whole West Coast oh. Snoop and oh, okay. Dre. Yeah, it wasn't just him. It was like yeah, it wasn't just super him, group. But he was in there. Yeah, yeah. Eminem. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mary J. Blige, I think. So, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. But uh, we got Kanye West. Yeah. T-Pain. Yeah. The Neptunes. Yeah. Um, da, 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 Bjork and Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that shows in his music. Definitely, yeah. And T Pain as well, Jamaican, I think, or something. Oh, I think Florida. that is right. Yeah, yeah. So there's some roots there that we'll talk about a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we said he's Jamaican British. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did we say that? I don't think so. Oh, uh, I think I might have said it. Mink. Ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But British Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, do you know how to say that? Jamaican British or British Jamaican? Does that matter? British Jamaican, they said it, I think, yeah. Well, because okay. it's like family. I think he's mixed. So well, for sure. One of his parents is Jamaican. I'm not sure where, where his other parents from, but he was born in the UK, Mink. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If he was bo- born in the UK, then I would put British first. British Jamaican. And it's alphabetical. So okay. British Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, semantics. Said. Yeah. But yeah, he's an awesome multi instrumentalist, writer, producer, and vocalist. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Let's play another track. Let's do it.
Yeah. Scorched Moth is the name of that track from Mink's debut album, Small Clan. Came out in uh, September 2018, that album. Um, I think he might have released that as a single as well. But yeah, man. Yeah, check out the, the music video for that one too. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of like old westerns when they're mm. facing each other. Okay, yeah. And they're like, don't going to do a shootout. I'm not sure if I saw that. I saw his couple of other ones, but I didn't see that one. Yeah. I'll yeah. check that out. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's take it back. Well, quote of the day first. Oh, wait. Oh, it's wait. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Everybody? Okay. My everyone. quote of the day keeps morphing between just random uh, things I find or an inspiration from the artist. This time, I thought I'd say one from the artist himself because it was a cool one. Very cool. Let's get it. Uh, just in relation to making music, he says... It's not a race, it's a marathon. Whoever is in it for the long run is going to see the benefits. Straight up. Clear cut. Yeah. Just and keep with it. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit later on, but he's like, you know, because instant gratification, instant rewards, you're not necessarily, you don't get that from music. So it's, it's a long <clears throat> process. You have to spend your time working on it, working through it. Yeah, I know yeah. he did say yeah. in one of the interviews, like, about instant gratification you don't you don't get the 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 reward from creating these songs yeah. like instantly at all you see yeah. you see the reward way off in the distance yeah. in the future basically yeah. um you know after like you're already working on the next project even and that thing takes forever to be released yeah. and then you know you don't get the accolades or any attention off of it for months and months or even years yeah or he said you're already in the next project when when that stuff is happening around right. you as well like so you don't always have the time to kind of bask in the glory or whatever. Yeah, you're, you're already yeah. in the depths yeah, yeah. working on the next thing, so that's cool. Yeah. So that's a great quote. But now we can take it back. Get in that time pew, machine. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right. So we're going to... Uh, where are we going? The uh, West. West London. West London. West London. And yeah. in the interview, in the thing, it said specifically not the East yeah. or, the, or the North yeah. or the South, but specifically <laughs> the West. West. I don't know. By what, process of elimination. Yeah. I don't know why it said that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know London well enough to tell the difference um, I, between those. I think one uh, magazine uh, writer said that because they said a lot of the new British music is coming from East and West London. Oh, okay. It seems to be the most. Uh, yeah. Did I, what, did I say what? East and South? East and South? Yeah. I don't remember. Whatever. What. But not West London. It's not usually. Okay. So he's like, he's putting a name on West. Yeah. 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 I guess like, so. you know, in America, yeah. East Coast versus West Coast rap or something. Right. Yeah. There you okay. go. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, he's a huge Jamaican family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. So the house where he was born, let's talk about like basically even before he was born, mm -hmm. his family had this house. Yeah. And they, they had, did have a lot of music going and they would have like basically parties yeah. where they'd be in the basement, put some big speakers up, play some awesome music, have food for everybody. Yeah. And it was, you know, in this one article, it was called like the spot, you know? Yeah. It, you know, just, I don't mean to put too much emphasis on that, but it was like a cool spot to hang out. Yeah. For, like the neighborhood and all their friends and family. Yeah. So, yeah, even, and I guess he didn't grow up there. Yeah. But this was kind of the story, the background of his family. So they were yeah. pretty musical and they were vibing. Yeah. It's his grandmother's house, I think. In a, they said it's a townhouse in an area of town called Hammersmith. Mm -hmm. um, so, like the basement is where they'd have like the sound system set up and a lot of parties in there. 
uh, I think on the top floor, he said his uncles had music studio, I think, mm-hmm. in this building. Um, yeah, and then they're just, uh, yeah, like you said, it was like, it's like the hangout spot. Yeah. But, but he wasn't always allowed to be a part of it, I think. He'd always sort of get like pushed away from the sound system stuff, like don't come down here kind of thing. Too young? <laughs> too young. Because he was too young, yeah. He was a baby. But he, he did say, though, that his, uh, he didn't have cable TV at his house, but his grandma did. And so he watched a lot of uh, MTV growing up and he said he didn't know what he, what he was really uh, watching, but some of the stuff that stuck with him were like Aphex Twin music videos, which scared the shit out of him. Scared the shit out of me as well when I saw <laughs> them when I was a teenager and I saw that. The, have you ever seen any of these Aphex Twin music videos? Uh, no, I know the, the music yeah. vaguely, but... He's got like his, his real face, the guy, they like cloned it and it, it just looks weird. It looks like scary person but this is like his real face which is even, <laughs> even cri- okay. trippier anyway uh, sometimes reality is the most scary thing yeah but i guess like having aphex twins haunt your memories <laughs> from childhood would lead you to creating the type of music that mink creates maybe <laughs> i guess so that's it yeah. yeah i mean aphex twin is a yeah he makes some crazy music yeah it's you know pretty weird yeah in a, in a good way yeah so yeah, I, so there's this like party house basically. It's the cool spot yeah. on the block. Yeah, people would pay a fee to get in. They yeah. pay a little cover charge, yeah. and that would help out with rent. Yeah, crazy. So cool. Yeah. So Mink is born. Yeah, and so I don't know. Let's let's talk yeah. about how he was getting into music. He he did piano lessons along with his brothers. Yeah, and I guess he hated that. Yeah, and he eventually quit, which he said he later regretted. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So. Like, but I think, for, like, when he regretted it, he was trying to get back into it again and learning it and learning other instruments, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. he said he's kind of had a bit of a long journey to teach himself, like, you know, instruments and stuff like that. But like you say, he is self. He is self-taught. Yeah, almost all the way around. Yeah, right. Like instruments and producing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like because he was surrounded by such a musical family he said he always knew that he was going to do it at some point it was kind of like inevitable to him i think yeah um i think one process that led to that is his other one of his uncles eventually opened up another studio in an area of town called labrick grove which is like near notting hill sort of area oh yeah i was just going to make one note before that i guess he was like skateboarding around the blocks and stuff right with his friends Yeah, yeah and his older brothers would be like playing music yeah, on yeah. sound systems out on the street. Yeah. Kind of like, like doing like, a duel or something. Yeah, so, like, so. like a... I mean, no, like that's the best way to say it, like a duel, like facing yeah. each other and then yeah. like playing music back at each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like that's how he's kind of, you know, early influence of what he liked. Yeah. I guess, you know, instilling that in his brain. Getting into hip-hop, I think. Right? Yeah. That was a lot of hip-hop they were playing then, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think that in the interview there was a... It said sound clash. Sound clash, that's the word, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. So then let's go to Ladybrook Grove Studio. Yeah. Ladbrook Grove. Uh, Ladbrook. Ladybrook. That's a good I'll, name, though. Ladybrook. Yeah. Grove. That's going to be my studio name. I like it. I'll book a session at Ladybrook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was like, they described him as like being the T-boy in the studio, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging out at sessions, but learning a lot in that studio about how to record and how that all works i think you know yeah he said that's what started me off i had yeah. no option making music was going to happen at some point yeah. so i stuck with it yeah but yeah that's where he learned the nuts and bolts yeah 
and then started producing his own music from there, I mm -hmm. think. Sounds like, um, as you do, just producing a lot of material. Not necessarily because he was going to be an artist initially, I don't think, but just, you know, as you get into music, you just make music. You know, you don't think about mm -hmm. how it's going to be released or whatever kind of thing. And I think, yeah, he started then sort of providing music for other people, like being a producer for other people, which... Seems like he didn't really like in the long term because like a lot of people were just picking like bits and pieces of his talents and using them here and there. Yeah. But he didn't really have like a control over He's how in... the project was going to sound or anything like that. Like, yeah, he wants yeah. to be more in control of the whole yeah. kind of cohesive vibe of yeah. something yeah. rather than just, oh, put some cool effects on this one part and make it sound like that one track that you did for that other guy. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't really fulfilling for him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was. He said he was getting. He was kind of bored of that. Yeah, and he also said, you know, any anyone with a laptop or music software can be a producer at this point. So mm -hmm. it's like, feel like he's kind of about. It's kind of saying that sort of, you know. Yeah, anyone can do it. So it's but it's, but if you want to go the extra mile, you got to put some extra effort into the music. I think which mm -hmm. you can't do if you're just producing stuff for rappers or whatever. I don't even know what type of stuff he was doing, but I'm assuming it was people he knew just like he was giving beats to or something like that. Maybe yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm assuming yeah. Yeah. speculating. Yeah. Um, when, when I came across the question about how he got started into writing and producing, it was a, this interview, it said, so tell me about how you got started with writing and producing. What were you doing up to this point? And his, his answer was to be honest with you. I think I woke up from a thousand year slumber in a forest not long ago. Love it. <laughs> so just to just to give a vibe of like what this guy's yeah thinking about exactly yeah yeah he did not answer the question no um so then <laughs> so let's talk about benji b right yeah okay so benji b is a renowned dj mm -hmm. i think he worked with the bbc yeah as, like some kind of host or presenter yeah mm -hmm. um you probably know more about him than i do yeah, not a whole ton, but I think he also worked with Charles Peterson on his radio show mm -hmm. in the early days uh, and has his own show, I think, now on BBC Six Music, maybe. I think he was on Radio One as well. Um, uh, yeah, definitely good person to like tune into to hear this type of music and like cutting edge new British music and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what else do you have on that? So he kind of like did sort of started exposing listeners to Mink, right? BGB, yeah. 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 Um, somehow, some way, I think yeah. the, the, the connection was formed. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was starting to put out his stuff, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have exact information on this. Yeah, it's patchy, guys. He has a SoundCloud, though, and I, he was starting out putting his music there. Mm -hmm. um, that was, uh, I don't know if people are still discovering new music from there. There's, I keep saying this because every time I try to discover new music on SoundCloud, I find it so hard with their, the way they offer their navigation and browse and search features. It, seems, it feels it's hard to find stuff. On I've, there. I've never gotten along with it either. Yeah, yeah. Like I would love to just like show me London, show me new tracks that are being uploaded from London. I would love that type of feature on SoundCloud, you know. Maybe yeah. it does exist and it's evasive. Write in the comments, let us know if you have some pro tips for finding stuff on SoundCloud. Let us know. 
But he was starting to get, Mink was starting to get some good reaction from that. Like, you know, people would just DM him on SoundCloud saying this stuff's really cool. Yeah. Um, he said that was fine until one person wrote and, and said that like this track like made my day kind of thing. Like it uplifted, it changed their mood kind of thing. And I think for Mink, that's something that's really more powerful for him to hear that, that he's actually affecting the mood. Yeah. Because he's all about that, I think. Like, I think that yeah. was a cool distinction that yeah. you bring up. Yeah. I think he was, there was a bunch of comments yeah. and a lot of them were like, Oh, this, this track sounds like this. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and he's really not into like intellectualizing the music. He's into how it makes you feel. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really cool aspect of just this, this guy and what he's trying to create. Yeah. That's, that's what he, he intends to provide is making yeah. his, his music makes you feel something oh, yeah. um, rather than making you think yeah. about what he's doing or why he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is cool yeah so yeah where are we at now track time let's play another track let's play the uncle track yeah so this one was really cool Amwa. Uncle, one of my favorite bands ever, U-N-K-L-E. Uh, Minks on that and Elliot Powers on that. I'm not sure what Mink did on it. I'm not sure if that's his vocals. It doesn't sound like his vocals. I don't think so either. But he might have produced. I don't know. I'm assuming, yeah. So under the radar that you don't have, find this information easily, there was one magazine article I wanted to read from this magazine called Deck, D-E-K. Uh, issue six, apparently they have a featurette with James Lavelle and Mink, but mm. I couldn't access it. You have to buy the physical magazine oh copy to read God. that. It's not on the internet. <laughs> wow. Looks like a good uh, magazine though, but yeah, analog, you know, go buy the magazine. Deck, D-E-K, search for it. Yeah. Let us know if that's yeah. a good article. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Maybe. have enough time to get that shipped over from the UK like in the last two hours yeah. so you know send us some so. screenshots exactly yeah yeah um so yeah obviously james lavelle uncle being another big person to put mink on the stage uh you know the stage of life not the, the mm-hmm. stage uh he also i came across some website sure the microphone company we are, we are using sure microphones right now 
they have a website, I think it's like 24.shore.com. I'm not sure what the site's about, but it's like got different artists on there and Mink was featured on there as suggested to the shore by James Lavelle. So mm. there you go. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, what else we got? I guess I was just going to do a little house cleaning. Yeah. Just one more thing I was going to say about um, Benji B yeah. to close out is basically because they were talking about relationships and what that relationship was. Mm -hmm. And um, basically Mink was saying that it gave him a lot of faith in taste mm. and that other people were into the same things that he was into. Yeah. And so that gave him a lot of kind of confidence to be able to continue on the route he was going. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to close that out. That's why, that's what was interesting about the Benji B relationship to me. Definitely. And bring that into with Mink. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I think he's Mink's surprised by the reaction to his music, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't, you know, I, he didn't really go into it too much, but sort of reading between the lines of what he has said, maybe it's because he thought, you know, this isn't like upbeat, happy party house music. You know, it's yeah. some people call it intellectual, although he said don't intellectualize it, just, mm -hmm. you know, listen to it. Like, yeah, he said it's music for alone time. Like, you know, yeah. you can suggest it to a friend, but you wouldn't like necessarily all listen to it together. You would like yeah. listen to it on your headphones kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Headphone music. So the name of a James Lavelle radio show on Soho Radio called Living in Your Headphones. There you go. There we go. That's, he, he made it for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just not to say that it's, it's not something that should, shouldn't be shared or something. No. You know, yeah. it's just a, he, he creates it and engineers it to be kind of listened alone with that thought in mind, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's not, you know, he's not trying to create party tracks or radio-friendly tracks. Yeah. Which has posed some issues, though, for him taking it live, I think. I don't know if he's played live yet. I haven't seen anything about that, but um, basically, yeah, sort of saying that he, he's not sure how it would translate to a live situation. He said he originally thought that you go to records for like the perfect sound of something, mm -hmm. you know, and he was like, now I've got it right. Why would I ever try and recreate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he, he started to look at it in a different way as like and realize that live shows are more about moments, you know, and seeing mm -hmm. these tracks brought to life in a different way that aren't necessarily polished or in tune sometimes, you know, mistakes and all that. Um, but creating that, he calls them moments. Yeah. That's how he's thinking about it. The live situation kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put this little quote in there too, because an interviewer had asked him at some point, not, not the most, he didn't say this last month or something, for example, but they asked what's next for me. Um, and he said, I'm focusing on moments now, mm -hmm. things that will be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of goes along, harkens with that. Yeah. And, and about the, the marathon quote as well, like he's, he, yeah, he's someone that's in it for the long term and has big plans, mm -hmm. apparently, you know. Um, he also kind of griped at the music industry in Britain. He said that the whole British... Music industry already feels like it doesn't have a plan. He said, no one has a plan. Even the bigger artists don't seem to have a plan. Yeah. That just frustrates me endlessly. Uh, he goes on to say, what, you're, what are you doing if you're not making the music yourself? Surely you're working on the other stuff, the plan, the other side of things like that. It just feels like no one's actually got that together. They're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, he's pretty almost hard-headed. Yeah, yeah. with his uh, you know opinions yeah and, and he under has an understanding of at least what he wants to do yeah and maybe he thinks 
what other people should do. Yeah. Um, but everyone has their own goals. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything at all. No. You know, we're all just going to die and it'll all be fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he has these, this passion to create the stuff that he's creating, mm-hmm. match it with the visuals and create a whole vibe. Um, and he's doing it in a really powerful way. Yeah. And it's, it's almost surprising he's not a bigger name. Yeah. He's, he's relatively new. Yeah. I still think he's on his come up. Yeah. Um, but I, I do admire the passion and the, the hard-headedness to create yeah. um, something like bigger than, than throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because he, he's also saying, though, that like, it's really hard to get lost in the music world these days, he mm-hmm. said. So uh, on the other hand, he's trying to create more as more, much material as he can do so he says like he has options for like uh, live as well you know he said if he just had a six track ep it wouldn't really work to go on tour with that kind of thing yeah um so he's creating like a more of a bigger breadth of material for the live thing but also yeah he says like shit just gets lost easily now when people release stuff you know um in the yes. music world so he's like at one point i think they already came out but he said in one interview that he's working on two albums right now he said like he has one already finished and he's mixing the other and the person was like why are you releasing two albums yeah. and he was like i just want to do it like you know i think he yeah. wanted to make like yeah. like a statement like be yeah. like more present like yeah. you said stuff gets lost like you hear a good album yeah and the artist only has the one album yeah okay well that's, yeah. that was good but time to move on yeah and when an artist has more of a discography and a, a wide range of of you know, music, yeah. there's something more to like dig your teeth into yeah. and to get into it and explore it and, and just have more of a presence yeah. that, you know, a long lasting presence. And also, yeah, I think he said at one point, there's only so much he can say in the two minute song, you know, versus a bigger album. He can say more things. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. He has a lot yeah. of things to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, we, yeah. Go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, no, you go ahead because I was going to look something up before I say something. Okay, so, I was yeah. I was going to bring up um, just kind of a side tangent thing about who he is. Did you see the word uh, heterotopia? Oh yeah, I thought I was going to mention that. I googled it because yeah. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah, I I did as well. Yeah. It's basically, um, it's it basically means like I looked up the etymology. It means like other. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't know, um, like different worlds within the world, mm, okay. like a, like a bar, right? Or like on a bus, mm-hmm. or like a prison. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole kind of world within the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you can right. look at the prison and be like, okay, there's the prison. But when you're if you're stuck in the prison, there's all these intricate things and culture going on within the prison, right? And there's a whole world in there. Got it. And so there's like these different worlds all over the place, a a different country, Mm -hmm. a different culture, and these different ways of thinking within a greater world. Right. And so he kind of, um, he kind of like vibes with that because, because he's kind of this mixed race type person. Mm -hmm. And so he's, he sees things from two different perspectives. Yeah. And so he, he says like, you know, I don't know. I can't remember what he says, but basically I'm just describing like, that's kind of the perspective that he's looking at things with. Yeah. And sometimes he feels like he's, he's part of these two things, but he's also a part of like nothing. 
Yeah. So it's just I, a, yeah, I can identify that. I'm mixed race as well. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think what he said about that is you got these two cultures that you're familiar with, really familiar with and that, but also you don't really totally belong to 100% to either. Yeah, right. And and then you're sort of in between like where like at least for me like yeah, I don't I'm British, but I don't feel British. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like a foreigner in my country a lot of the time sort of thing, which is weird, but but I get what you're saying about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so like you have yeah. utopia yeah, yeah. and dystopia. Yeah. A utopia where everything's good and dystopia where everything's bad. Mm. And then heterotopia is like other yeah. or another. Right. Different. Okay. And yeah. so it's its own kind of world yeah, in yeah. between. That's cool. And so that's kind of where his head's at. Yeah. Yeah. In the world. Nice. So I just thought that was a cool kind of concept. Yeah. Um, that, uh, any listeners on here or or me and you can you know go into the world and just when, when it's it's just interesting to me that's all i'm saying Definitely. jay okay yeah. i'm done it is <laughs> heterotopia look it up it's kind of cool all these we definitely need a glossary of roots to groups things we've come up with so mm-hmm. discovered so many crazy terms that people yeah he, what was that uh genre hepto god god something hypnagogic hypnagogic yeah hypnagogic yeah i can't remember which one we settled on yeah it was, I can't remember what artist it was, but I came across it again the other day because I was looking up vaporwave, I think, mm-hmm. and it was mentioned as a part as a yeah, vaporwave or something. It's in there, parallel to that. Yeah, those genres somehow, some way. Crazy man, worlds within worlds, worlds within worlds, heterotopia. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Worlds within worlds. Yeah. Um, Couldn't have said it better myself. What else was going to say? I think like on one of his projects. He, I can't remember what he said specifically, but it was like about um, how everyone seems to be living on the internet these days and it's hard to be um, elusive anymore or something like that or mysterious, you know, when you're sharing what you're eating for lunch on Instagram every five minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know. (laughs) Um, And like he i think he's trying to do more stuff in the real world you know he says like putting on events and going to shows and stuff, having his own shows um and yeah mm-hmm. he, people were just too stuck on the internet i got to find a quote for it from him he said something cool about this and i want to share it but i needed some time to look it up <laughs> <laughs> okay. um well, let me see what else we might have to just edit this out uh, cuz i mean that's we're coming up on and basically, all I have on Mink, right? He released his like second, second slash maybe third album, yeah. Notice Me Part Two in 2023, yeah. So that brings us up to the present, yeah. And he has a few singles after that, yeah. And I think we're gonna close the podcast with one of these songs after on Notice Me, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean that's that's basically the story of of Mink, pretty much. I only have one, this is very mundane sounding maybe, but it's it's interesting to find out about when you find out about it as people's daily routines kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. see that, yeah. Yeah, so he says in the warmer months, he tries to wake up somewhere between 4 and 5 a.m. Yeah. When the sun rises, basically. Uh, he has a, he walks, goes for a walk with his dog, then he eats some healthy food, has a coffee, and then takes a nap. 
Yeah. <laughs> then after an hour or so, he gets up and does breakfast all over again. This thing says. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to have it uh, every morning. Yeah. He's into cooking because he said you do get instant gratification from cooking. Yeah. Uh, uh, this sounds really nice. He's, he got into making croissants and filling them with North African lamb sausage and port salut. That yeah. sounds real tasty. I want to go eat breakfast down at Mink's house. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> get, get a little nap, get a little get breakfast. A little nap, have some coffee. And head into the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rest of the day. Yeah. So that's great. And yeah, he's full-time music. He does do modeling, I think, for some, like, like we said at the top of the show, for some, like, indie, like, underground fashion brands in London or something yeah. like that. He uh, moonlights. Uh, I saw that 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 quote moonlights yeah. moonlights like it's your second job right when yeah. but you don't tell your main employer right about it's like a little yeah. side gig there you go yeah um but yeah he's got a lot more to do i think he's still pretty young right he's in his 20s seems like yeah yeah um, he's on the come up he's he's basically a, a newish artist yeah that i think has a lot more that he wants to accomplish and we can look forward to some crazy music videos because he said if he had the budget he would like go full on and do some like fantasy craziness yeah videos and stuff so yeah he's very much about the visuals as well that's really important to him sometimes he said he'll think about a visual before creating a song you know um oh and the one thing i do want to say about his lyrics apparently he doesn't write anything down he just records lyrics to the track as it's playing yeah that's crazy (laughs) yeah that is crazy i saw that as well he'll just like put the melody down and then just words will start flowing. Mm-hmm. Whatever is on his mind, he'll communicate in that moment. And then he's like, once he's got it done, he's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly what I wanted to say. But he has been trying different things. He said sometimes like, I think halfway through one of his other projects, he flipped his work process instead of creating the beats first, he was focused on songwriting first mm-hmm. and then producing afterwards. Um, so yeah, obviously, that's the cool thing about music. You can you don't have to stick to one way of working. You can mix it up, get out of your comfort zone, like a few people have said before. Like you know, push yourself. If you do something different, it's not it's, you're going to come up with something different. You know. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Beautiful. That's all I got on Mink. Mink, check him out. Great stuff. Let us know what you think about Mink. What do you think about Mink in the comments? And then yeah. Anything else? You're good? I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Hang out with us on Instagram at Roots to Grooves, Twitter, or it's now called X, (laughs) at Roots to Grooves, YouTube at Roots to Grooves, TikTok, Signal Radio. And uh, if you want to hit us up, looking for a sponsorship, want to talk talk to us, want to meet up for some coffee. Want to talk business. Or or haters going to hate, bring it on. Jay's got the email. Roots to Grooves at SignalRadio.com, S-I-G-N-L Radio.com. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. 
For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.